Oh, yeah, it's time to get alive again, gang. David Essel in the box with you. Welcome aboard, David Essel Alive. Love that song by Cruella. <laughs> Perfect for our, our program, isn't it? Celebrating 22 years on the air, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy Saturday to check in and see what we're up to. Broadcasting live on a Studio E in Los Angeles, California. XM Satellite Radio 168. And, of course, we stream worldwide for your friends that have not yet picked up their XM subscription at talkdavid.com. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Absolutely. Our toll-free number. If you ever want to give us a call, talk about what's going on in your life, the world, challenges, goals, you name it, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, an incredible show lined up today. I'm going to be talking in a couple minutes about the Boston Marathon tragedy, but from a different perspective. Actually, we've got a couple different segments we're going to be doing on the uh uh, on, on the Boston Marathon and the tragic events there, but we're going to cover it, as you can probably imagine, in a different format. My guest today, Michelle Phillips, the author of The Beauty Blueprint. The question is, why do we focus on our flaws in life? Why do we focus on our challenges? Why do we look at, on a regular basis, gang, why do we stay focused on what we're not good at? instead of cherishing and building up what we are good at. We're going to talk to Michelle about that. Uh, and speaking of the Boston Marathon, musician and former Boston College track star, Ellis Paul, is going to be with us. He was at the marathon, and he's going to share his story, what went through his mind while he was there. Uh, Linda Sullivan, who's the president of BEST, B-E-S-T, which is all about how to stop sex trafficking in the USA. Here's something I had no idea. Since 2001 to today, there's been over 150,000 sex slaves in the USA. 150,000 sex slaves in the USA. Uh, We're going to talk to Linda. Her organization is all about busting up that trade. And then Allie LaPreet is going to be with us. She's a radio host, yes, and she's going to talk about how to create balance between family and work life. And she had this huge crash in her life that led her on this quest to try to figure out this thing called balance. We'll talk to Allie more about that. 1-800-548-8255. Right now, I'm going to read an email. This came from uh, my cousin, Bobby Niddle, who ran his first marathon. Yes, the Boston Marathon. And I asked him to be on the show, but him and his wife had another commitment they couldn't be on. And he sent me his story. And I'm going to read this to you because it is really quite profound. From someone who was there running the marathon and what thoughts went through his head. He said, the range of emotions has been incredible. Running on behalf of my brother, Bill, who's a survivor of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and my brother-in-law, Dennis, uh, multiple myeloma, discovered two and a half years ago, pushed me to seek out Team and Training, an organization of runners for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. When I met my wife and family at mile 15, now it's a 26.2-mile race. It was very emotional. Dennis was there and two of my children as well. Lots of tears and pride that while we are asked to raise $4,000, currently my total fundraising is around 11400 Just tears of pride, joy, and frustration with cancer, wanting to do something to beat it. I continued along. Now, this is from my cousin, Bobby Niddle, who actually ran in the marathon. I continued along looking forward to seeing my family at the finish line. Things got tough through the hills of Newton, but going down the other side, I kind of got lost. Tired and slowing down, I kept going, but I wasn't enjoying it. I was getting very cold. 
Someone came along to talk, as runners did all day, and took me through the next mile. At that point, I was at mile 23 out of 26 miles and trudged along. I felt better when I saw the Sitco sign in Fenway than at mile 25. I was so happy. Since I had started training, I kept thinking of the feeling of the last directions, two streets before the finish line, and the tears would flow. I got to 20 mile, 25.2 and saw the sign that said one mile to go and also waved to a friend who attended the Red Sox game that day. I felt great. At mile 25.5, we were all stopped on the course, told we couldn't go any further. There was an explosion at the finish line. Fear comes into my mind. How do we contact family? Where do we go? So many questions, but all felt lost. Why was this moment taken away? What happened to innocent people? Are my friends impacted in any way? I believe it took about an hour and a half to finally find my wife and family. Cell phone service had been disrupted from everyone. Now listen to this. The community of Commonwealth Ave was amazing. They came out of buildings with water, Gatorade, trash bags to keep us warm, cell phones, jackets. It was incredible. Next thing I knew, one of our two coaches from team and training was coming down Commonwealth Ave to gather any of us who were left in that area. We went on buses. They were taking runners to Boston Common. She brought us to the hotel where we had a gathering spot. My wife, family, and I were reunited there. How do you say you're frustrated when you basically accomplished everything? I missed out on the dreamy image of taking the right, the left, and finishing with screaming crowds. But when you balance that against the screaming of an eight-year-old as he is dying or someone with legs blown off or a 29-year-old dying, how about the parents of the Chinese student from BU. How do you explain they went to see a marathon and died from an explosion? Thus, I have many emotions, non-resolved, and that's about the way I feel. I'm happy for the experience of training for 4.5 months. I'm happy to know I was on target to finish in 4.4 hours. I'm happy to know I could do it. I'm sad I didn't get to experience the -the over-the-top feeling. But as I said before, justify when I can feel that. When others can lose lives or limbs, it's heartbreaking. I'm sure my cousin goes on to write, and this is... um, challenging to read to say the least I'm sure this isn't what you wanted in an email he couldn't have been more wrong with that statement but what we need to understand is there is bad in the in the world it runs through everyone in some way we have to continually try to make our communities better be it a community of two people five a school a government or 26,000 runners all are responsible for making the world a better place Bobby Niddle. And, uh, you know, it's spent a little bit of time, but it doesn't take away the emotion, does it? You know, the 
the incredible nature of what happened to innocent people, it still obviously makes me choked. And the questions that ran through his mind, I think, still run through so many people's minds, right? Is how could this happen in an event like that? The whys, I will never answer. The hows, I'll never answer. I don't know if anyone will. The one thing that I'm going to share with you right here is the percentage of evil people in this world is extremely tiny, ladies and gentlemen. Yet they get the press. The events like this that show that there are maniacs and deranged people in this world get the press. The weak amongst us will complain and stay immersed in the media and look for more tidbits of information instead of moving forward. The questions that will go unanswered will keep many of us locked in to television, radio, newspaper, magazines, online, and enough already. Feel what we need to feel. And when I come back, I'm going to close this out with a thought for all of us in order to move forward. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. I'm David Essel. TalkDavid.com is the website. Stay right there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, rocking across the great USA. 1-800-548-8255. You have a thought, you have a question. Maybe you're on the fence in life and you don't know what to do with love or a career, an addiction, your weight, any kind of challenge in life. Give us a call. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. We'll take your calls now. Um, I, I wanted to finish my thoughts on the Boston Marathon tragedy, and I want to repeat this. The percentage of evil people in this world is extremely small. The millions upon billions of people that are here helping their neighbors, doing great stuff like the, how the communities in Boston came together, far outweigh the evil in this world. I am convinced of it. I've been convinced of it since the beginning of my life a number of years ago. You know, we, we the weak will complain about conspiracy and blah, 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 and the strong are out there making a difference. And I want to ask you to do what the people in Boston did. How can you help should be the question. Can we pray? Can we send something? What like what can we do from a proactive perspective is really the the place I want all of our listeners to the show go, getting involved with, right? Like enough already and as a matter of fact, we need to really start to ca- be cautious about the amount of 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 the media that we're paying attention to, the radio, the magazines, the online the TV, we have to be very, very, very cautious that we're not too connected to the overwhelming tragedy. I mean, even reading my my, my cousin Bobby's email brought me back to tears. And I had read it multiple times. I, I didn't know I'd react like that on the air. But let's do the strong thing. Let's cut back on the amount that we're immersing ourselves in this tragedy and use our energy to do something good. And prayer is powerful. If that's all you can do, go for it. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Going to jump into a myriad 
of uh, of your questions. Changing topics, but if you want to talk about um, anything, call us. Uh, this just came in. Is age a deal killer in relationships? I'm a 50-year-old man who met a 26-year-old woman in a college class we are taking. My friends say no way. Her friends say the same, but we want to give it a try. She actually listens to your weekly show. Feedback would be appreciated. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's going to depend on. Age, first of all, age doesn't matter. It does not matter at all as long as we look at these three categories. Number one, values. Do you guys have the same values? Are you open to communicating really well? Do you communicate honestly? Um, do you have any kind of reservations in telling her honestly how you feel about things and she telling you honestly? So the value of communication, you might look at the value of being on time. Are you prompt and she's not? Are you, does that bother you or vice versa? Like look at your values, right, in regards to age differences in love. Number two, the belief systems. It could be beliefs about God. It could be beliefs about spending money. Are your belief systems intact? If your values and beliefs are, age doesn't matter. And last would be interests. You know, is one of you extremely active and the other one a couch potato? If so, that may not work. But if you guys, if your interests are both the same, then age means nothing. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. We There's been perpetuated myths thrown down for centuries about age. It doesn't mean anything as long as the values, beliefs, and interests are in alignment. There you go for that. Um, 800-548-8255. Oh, this is interesting. I watched a YouTube video you did that bashed AA, which is Alcoholics Anonymous, and said it needed to update itself. It has helped millions of people. Why did you bash them? (laughs) First of all, and ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see my videos on YouTube, just go to YouTube slash David Essel, and you could then Google love, relationships, health, uh, addiction recovery, 12 steps, and you'll find the one that this person is talking about. First of all, constructively criticism, criticizing AA is not bashing. I gave a great testimonial on the video about how I benefited immensely by taking through with the AA program. So that's not bashing. The principles, here's my concern. The principles for 12 steps have been around for 70 plus years. We have grown immensely in the regards to the knowledge of how the brain works in 70 years. But the 12 steps have never been updated. They're still going with principles that we used to believe were true 70 years ago. As an example, every time you go into any 12-step, Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon, Overeaters Anonymous, doesn't matter. If we keep saying, hi, I'm David, I'm an alcoholic, then we are actually lying to ourselves. Because if someone is not drinking and they're in a recovery program, they're not alcoholic. I don't buy that. And it beats up on the subconscious level. It beats up our self-esteem. So that has to get thrown out the window. If we go into the meetings and we keep repeating old stories, oh, my God, you know, 20 years ago, I drank this. 15 years ago, I snorted this. 10 years ago, I used to eat a cake every night. If we keep repeating those stories We are stuck in the past, ladies and gentlemen. Like everything else, there's great things and there's not so great things about most stuff in life. And when it comes to 12 steps, I still think that it's awesome to a degree. I still use, when I'm working with people in addiction recovery, I still use principles for 12 step, but there's a lot of it that is nonsensical. I'm going to be very honest with you and that needs to be updated. Bingo. There you go. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Um, oh, 
If we have time for this one, this is incredible. Uh, many books say we as humans are limitless. Do you agree? Uh, no, I no, I do not believe that we're limitless. I believe that we do have limitations. I, I as a matter of fact, this is pretty funny. I, I spoke today on the law of attraction to a group of people, and um, we were talking about, you know, that just because you can think about something and believe something doesn't mean it's going to come true. And the story that I always give is I love basketball. I love the Miami Heat. I'm never going to become a Miami Heat. And this woman raised her hand. She said, well, if you won the Powerball lottery, you could probably buy your way onto the Miami Heat and be a player. <laughs> I said, that's, pre- I've never thought of that before. That's precious. That's precious. But, but now I could write a book that sells 10 million copies. Absolutely. Absolutely. That could happen. That would be limitless. Like I've never sold a book, written a book that sold 10 million copies. So that would be limitless thinking from my perspective. And from that, that aspect, yes. But no, we do have limitations. Um, you know, you might be sitting there loving football, but you're never going to be a professional football player. But you could learn how to create a deep love relationship, even if you were extremely neglected or abused as a child. So that question of uh, are we limitless, I think that the ceiling is huge. I just don't think that we're absolutely 100% limitless. But I think the ceiling is massive. I absolutely believe the ceiling is massive. And the way we do it, and this is how we reach limits above and beyond what we could even believe would be true, would be to surround ourselves with people that are there or they're on their way as well. Like who we hang out with, ladies and gentlemen, is crucial to how happy we become in life, how healthy we become in life, what our attitude is is like in life, who we hang out with. Um, if you want to go to the next level financially in your relationships with recovery, with your body, with your path to God or some spiritual path, the odds are the higher the goal, the more you're going to have to surround yourself with extremely positive, proactive, successful people. The odds are, as I do in my life, I have multiple people that I hire to coach me, that I join groups to push me to get to the next level in life. You'll have to do the same thing. The higher the goal, the odds are you're going to have to reach out and ask for help. 100% truth. This is 100% truth. The bigger the goal in life, the more accountable you're going to have to be held. You're going to have to find people that are willing to ask you to do things, to hold you accountable, whether you whine, scratch, scream, kick, whatever you do. If you want to achieve great things, the odds are you're going to have to have other people helping you do it. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Don't forget to join us on Facebook. David S. Alive on Facebook. Just like us there. Seven days a week. We post free motivational tips, stories, videos. And also, every show that we do on XM Satellite Radio 168 is archived at talkdavid.com. So if you need a lifter, and as a matter of fact, I got a Facebook message from a young woman who ta- who takes all of our, our, our David Essel Live shows that you're listening to right now off of our website and listens to them while she walks to work. I love it. Just go to talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
Oh, yeah. Nothing like a little alien love here on David Essel Live. <laughs> 1-800-548-8255. Welcome aboard, gang, and thank you so much for sharing some of your time. I love that song, by the way. Thank you for sharing some of your time with us, of course. Uh, David Essel Live, XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. Coming up in just a couple minutes, Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, life coach, and author of the Beauty Blueprint. We're going to talk about why do we focus on our, fear, our fears, our flaws, our insecurities? Why? Why is it? Why, does, why do human beings, when they look at them, oh, here's, this is a question I'm going to ask Michelle in a minute. Why does every woman in this world, every woman, except probably for Michelle, every woman in this world, when they walk by a mirror, why do they look for what is wrong first? (laughs) Do you notice that? God's honest truth. Like, I don't know a woman that's ever walked by a mirror and looked for what was right. I know all kinds of women that look, go, oh. My makeup, my shirt, my hair, my shoes, my lust. But I want to find that out. And what do guys do all the time? You know, what do guys do when they are focused on their flaws? Michelle Phillips is going to be with us to help us with those questions that could be relevant to your happiness today. If you want to listen to the show and to the interview I'm going to do with Michelle on your phone, your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android, join our text club. That's all you have to do. Then you don't have to ever be hung up somewhere and not be able to move. I keep telling you guys, we get we get emails in all the time from individuals around the United States of America that are doing the most bizarre things, like sweeping out their garage while they listen to us on the show on their iPhone. I think it's splendid, going for walks in their neighborhood while they listen to the show on the iPhone. It's awesome. This is all you have to do. Join the text club. Type in the number 69302. Type in the number on your phone. 69, any smartphone, 69, except for BlackBerry, 69302, 69302. Text the message, talk David, T-A-L-K David, all one word, all lowercase, hit send. You'll get uh, an email or a text right back with a gift in it, and then you'll also get a text with the link to listen to the show live. If you didn't write down what I just told you, go to talkdavid.com. It's all right there, 1-800-548-8255. Michelle Phillips, the name of the book, The Beauty Blueprint, Eight Steps to Building the Life and Looks of Your Dreams. Michelle, great to have you back, honey. Thank you for having me, David. How are you? (laughs) I am great. I am great. Now, I have a question. Why is it that when women look in a mirror, because you and I are going to talk about flaws and insecurities and how to change them, why do women always look for what isn't working? Well, I think, first of all, we're programmed by the media with so much perfection that we look at every day that we compare ourselves to what we see. And the other thing, we compare ourselves to others. And so we're all striving for perfection. And I got news for you. There's no such thing. We're perfect as we are. And so that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm you know, changing the way people look at themselves because otherwise they're always going to be unhappy with their appearance. It's never ending. Yeah, and you know what, Michelle, when, when, we, when, when people are critical of their weight, and that doesn't mean, ladies and gentlemen, and, and Michelle and I are pretty much, I'm pretty sure Michelle agree with this point, that doesn't mean if you're overweight that you just go, oh, what the hell, I'm going to go have some Oreos. No, it means take care of your body. It's a temple. Come on, get off the couch, do something, right? But however, what does it take for someone who does not have that outrageously perfect body, but they're working on it, Michelle, what does it take for them to start loving what they have now, not waiting for the end result? 
Exactly. It's the love the body you have today. Love who you are today. And it takes time. Like you said, you know, 30 days kicks in the habit of doing things that are uncomfortable. And that is really writing down what's great about you, what's beautiful about you. You know, not just your outer appearance, but your qualities, your gifts, your talents, all of the things that make you uniquely beautiful. And the more that we focus on what's right about us as opposed to what's wrong with us, what happens is we begin to actually like ourselves more. We begin to see the beauty in ourselves. And when we do, that's when typically my clients start losing weight, they start taking better care of themselves, and they also attract more you know, love in their lives because they love themselves. Right. What was it, Michelle? Okay, I'm going to get personal, okay? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> I know. I know. You're so good with this. Okay. So if you look back in the past and you say, I, 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 for, from the beginning of time until two years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it doesn't matter to me the age. What was your greatest struggle with your physical self? Like, what would you look at and go, oh, God, Michelle, this just isn't perfect enough? Yeah, well, I think for myself, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. You know, mm. wasn't thin enough, pretty enough, um, smart enough. I mean, honestly, I, from wow. a young age, was very self-conscious and had low self-esteem. However, at the same token, I was working as a celebrity makeup artist, making people look perfect every day for the camera. Right. Pretty interesting. Yeah, that so, is fascinating. Yeah, so what I would work with with these um, amazing talents, and all of them would sit in my chair and tell me what was wrong about them. And oh, all I, would I see know was their beauty. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so insane. And you know what? So okay, now, but let, let let me flip it for a second. Did you ever work with a celebrity? And you can mention them on air because this is going to be a positive question. Mm-hmm. Did you ever work with a celebrity that actually thought? That they liked themselves and they liked the way they looked and they were happy. Did you? Is there any? Is there even one? Yes. In fact, uh, well, I worked with a, a lot of them, and that's when I realized that the people that really liked themselves the most were the ones that were the most popular because they were really <laughs> comfortable with who they are, not necessarily focused on their looks. And the first person that comes to mind to me is Katie Couric. She was the coolest mm. chick. She was so self-confident. <laughs> and the woman has been constantly beaten down, you know, not accepted for whatever roles she's taken in her life. However, she said to me in the makeup room, you know what? I've wanted to do this my whole life. This is what the next step I want to take, and I'm qualified, and I'm going for it. And, and mm. you know, that's really what it's all about. It's not about what everybody else thinks. It's about what we think, and that's what I'm helping others discover because when I finally discovered it for myself, my entire life changed profoundly. And how? And let me ask you this. So if, if, if someone came and said, um, I need to lose 100 pounds, and so we throw out a formula that says, you know, do this exercise 45 minutes a day, change your, ti- your diet to this, and within 12 months you lose 100 pounds. I'm just giving an example, right? Okay. How long would it take the average person that didn't appreciate themselves, haven't, hasn't liked themselves, I won't even get into the word love, hasn't liked themselves for 20, 30 years, how long do you think it might take, like even with your book, have someone to use the, the beauty blueprint as a way to get more in touch with themselves, how long, Michelle, would it take for someone to turn their life around with inside their own brain? Well, okay, if they were changing their mind and their body towards more of a positive direction, 
they would immediately start seeing results. Um, if you're just doing the, you know, taking the steps to lose the weight so you can lose the weight, nine times out of ten, people lose the weight, but if they're still not happy with who they are, they gain the weight right back. Right. So, or I've seen people who have had plastic surgery and have had everything done to where they look amazing, but they're still not happy inside. So it's yeah. got to start from within. So uh, the clients that I take through my process of my Beauty Blueprint, I do personal coaching and I also have group coaching where I have people from all over the world join me on my free calls. And when I take them through the process, what happens is by really rediscovering who you are, what you love to do, your passions, living according to your values, your dreams, and what you want in life, I'm telling you, uh, the average person that's gone through my program has lost 20 to 50 pounds in six months. It's crazy. Very nice. Because they like themselves again. Yes. Yes. Michelle, hang right in there. MichellePhillips.com is the website. MichellePhillips.com. We're going to come back with Michelle right after this this quick break here. Uh, The Beauty Blueprint is the name of her book. Pick it up. The Beauty Blueprint. Blueprint. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Show. David Essel Live. I'm David Essel. TalkDavid.com is the site. Stay right there. Tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. There's something about that chick's voice, Florence from Florence and the Machine. There's something about her voice that is mesmerizing to me. And I don't know what it is, but she is outrageously gifted, in my opinion. You're tuned in, of course, to the radio show that rocks America for the past 22 years, giving, bringing you the best guests, like right now, Michelle Phillips, celebrity makeup artist, life coach, author of the book, The Beauty Blueprint, Eight Steps to Building the Life and Looks of Your Dreams. Michelle, why is it, and by the way, her website is michellephillips.com, Michelle, why is it that people have such a hard time accepting a compliment, like instead of just saying the end all thank you we've got to go and do some objection to it what is that all about yeah you know again i think that's part of our programming because when we are raised you know we would always be told you know be quiet be a good girl well, at least for girls i can just say that you know everyone's always said you know be nice be kind and then when someone gives you a compliment it's like oh goodness oh thank you so much but no it's really about you you know because we we just feel so oh my gosh, we don't want to make it about me. And then when we sit down with our friends at lunch, what is the first thing we do? We talk about what's wrong with our lives. We complain. You know, and so if someone tells us you know, something's great about us, we go, oh, really? Oh gosh, this dress, you think it's pretty? Oh, it's just an old thing. I got it for $10. <laughs> I know it. You know, I, mean, I know. This is how oh. I feel like we're raised in our society, and that's okay. But if you think about it, 
it does nothing good for our self-esteem. If you think about the people who are the most successful, David, you were talking about it earlier. It's people who really move through the fear, the worry, the self-doubt, and say, hey, wait a second, I'm going to move in a positive direction in my life. And to do that, i got to focus on what's right about me and stop focusing on everything that's wrong with me. Because when you do, people, you're pointing out to people what's going on that's not right with you. And you don't really want to share that with others. You want to share with them what's great about you. Absolutely. Michelle, today I did a lecture and one of the women in the audience, bless her heart, she was so open and vulnerable. We were talking about this very thing and she said, you know, I just did this. I got my hair cut and it's very different. It's very short compared to the way I, I, I usually wear it. And someone came up to me and said, oh my gosh, your hair looks so great. And she goes, well, you know what I really should have done? <laughs> you know, and it was like, and I'm looking at her and she goes, I know, I know. Like, what's wrong? Why can't I just say thank you? Right? Right. Exactly. And again, it takes time. It takes practice. But when you start to become aware, acutely aware of every word you speak and the thoughts that you think, and you start turning them into positive and letting go of the negative, you will not only start feeling better about yourself and seeing you improve your life, but you will attract more people that are positive in your life. Because how many energy suckers do we have in our lives that drain us? And usually if we have a lot of negativity around us, it's because we're negative. So yes. get rid of the negative. Right. How do you help people? Like like this, this is a huge, a huge jump for a lot of people, Michelle. Mm-hmm. So we want them to focus on what is right, but all they've grown up with for 20, 30, 40, 50 years is to look at what isn't right. How do you help someone with your program get them to focus on what's good? Well, first what I do is I have them write down everything. Well, I, in my book, I have you write down 20 things that's right about you. And I also have you include in that not only how you look, But all of, like I said earlier, your qualities, your talents, your gifts. Mm -hmm. And I actually was speaking to 200 students today, college students and high school students. You ask kids, you know, what's great about them, and they will they will tell you, uh, you know, a list a mile long about. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited (laughs) about my life and my dreams and what I've got going on. But what happens as adults? We forget about those things. So the next thing I ask you to do is write down what your dreams are. You know, if you don't remember, what did you used to want to do? What did, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, what would your life look like? And start taking the steps towards creating that life. And that's what I take people through in my process. And they think, ah, yeah, right, whatever. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And you and I know this, David, when you start to replace fear with faith, focus on what's right about you, create a support system that's positive and that mirrors back to you what you want in your life and who you truly are. Your life begins to shift and change in ways that it's so hard to describe, but usually people end up in better relationships, better jobs, losing weight, and improving their overall quality of life because they, they literally shift their thought process and just say, enough, this is not working for me, so I've got to change it. That's right. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to Michelle Phillips talk and you're going, well, I really don't know what is good about me. Think about, you know, are, are you compassionate? 
Yeah. Are you understanding? Do you have traits that, you know, because we're not just talking about physical, we're not talking about money only, but we're also talking, do you have a great sense of humor? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are you a good listener? Right, Michelle? All these things are important to look at. So true. And so if you would describe your best friend, if you think about it, and you shared with me everything about your best friend, you would tell me all of their amazing qualities, and you probably wouldn't even tell me what they look like. You would just tell me about their you know, their personality and, mm-hmm. and their kindness and their compassion and, and all of the, you know, they're, they're creative. And so it's important that we become our own best friends, that we put that focus back on ourselves, because really the longest relationship we have in our lives are with ourselves. And we can only control one person in our lives, and that's ourselves. We can't control our kids, our spouses, our jobs, anything. But we can control how we think and feel. And when we start to turn that around and become our own best friends, I promise you, your life will change. It, it, it sounds so simple, and it is, but it does take effort, and it can be uncomfortable yeah. at first. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That's so important. You know, we, we, we've been, unfortunately, Michelle, in the industry you and I are in, I say this just blatantly honestly, there's a lot of very, sometimes very best-selling DVDs, CDs, books, etc., that talk about how manifestation, effortless manifestation, and everything is easy, and if you think the right way, it's going to work. But that is not the truth. No. <laughs> No, it isn't. It's not easy. And I tell people all the time, my life is not perfect. There's no such thing. We all have fears. We all have, I mean, every single day I walk into situations because I'm pushing myself in a new direction. And I say, oh, my gosh, you know, tomorrow or Monday I'm speaking um, to an amazing group of attorneys with the assistant attorney general in the audience. And I'm thinking, okay, this is an amazing opportunity, but it's a new challenge for me. Right. Do we get fearful? Do we get nervous? Can I focus on everything that could go wrong? Or should I focus on what a, a great opportunity this is and push myself through the fear and do it anyway? Because, right. you know what, this is not easy stuff, but believe me, it's living and not being you know, stuck in the safe. That just When you're feeling in that safe place and you're stuck and you're bored and you're yes, unhappy, right. that's because we're right. not pushing ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, complacency, ladies and gentlemen, is not our friend, okay? Not if you want something great out of life. Complacency will never be your friend. No, exactly. And, you know, you were talking about commitment and and really going Mm -hmm. for it. And someone said to me the other day, think about when you you meet somebody and you're in a new relationship and you really like this person and you're looking for love and you think, oh, maybe this is the one. Would you dress better? Do you show up in your best personality, you know, always in a good <laughs> mood? And you, you maybe eat foods that you would never eat before. And you might go <laughs> camping when you don't care about camping. You do all these things because you're committed. Mm-hmm. Right, so right, right, right. how committed are we to really changing our lives in a positive way? You know, what level of commitment are we applying to our lives every day to change our lives for the better? Great questions. And audience and our audience right now, as you're listening, answer that question to yourself. If you're not getting out of life what you desire, then look in the mirror. And when you're looking in the mirror and say, okay, maybe I'm not doing it, but I don't know where to go, look at Michelle's book, The Beauty Blueprint. Check it out. It's mind, body. It's everything. It's not just the beauty part of it. It's everything. And you can find out more about Michelle at michellephillips.com, michellephillips.com. Michelle, always wonderful to have you on. Thank you for your wisdom, honey. 
Thank you, David. And you're an amazing coach, too. I just want to share with the audience that you've been a great mentor to me, too. So I really appreciate you and grateful for you in my life. Oh, so thanks I, for having me on the show. You are welcome, Michelle. We'll do it again. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye, honey. <laughs> Bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Look at what is right in your life. Listen to what Michelle's saying. P- write it down, your person. And maybe you do have money. Maybe you have a great body. Maybe you don't. Do you have a personality that shines? Do you give to others? Are you compassionate, empathetic, understanding? Write it down, gang. This show is about bringing you to the next level, but you got to do some work, too. David Essel Alive. More information at talkdavid.com. Stay right there.